North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store wide now on party perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just seven bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. much here another Wednesday night and tonight I brought my notebook and everything I am here with pen and paper ready I want to know how to be your own bank I'm really interested in that subject man what what's going on with that everybody's already asking me questions um it, it's a very interesting topic man and very interesting guests with the with football, um, all the stuff going on in football, he's a very interesting guest. Maybe we could ask him some questions about uh, the stuff that's going on in the NFL as well. A hundred percent. That was the plan. So uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking um, about football. We're going to be talking about some of the off-season uh, transactions that have been going on. We're also going to preview a little bit of fantasy baseball. We're going to get into a little bit of that a little bit later on in the show. Um, once we get to our health topic, and uh, we're also going to be talking um, about, as you as you spoke about insurance, we're going to talk about health insurance, we're going to talk about um, employee benefits, we're going to talk about um, all kinds of stuff tonight. We're going to talk about the healthcare industry, the Affordable Care Act. We're going to talk about all those kinds of things, and then um, of course we're going to talk also about how to be your own bank. Um, and our our guest tonight on the show is going to help us get through all that. So, um, you know, the, the health topic for the night um, tonight is actually going to be about detoxification. Um, I've been hearing a lot of detox this, detox that. My doctor said I need to detox this, detox that. So we're going to get into detox and what it actually really takes and, and what the point of detoxing is and how to really do it and when to not do it. Um, so that's going to be our health topic for the night. We'll get into that in a little while. 
Um, but right now, um, I, I believe we've got the man on the line. Let's go ahead and let's bring him on. Um, I want to introduce a friend of mine, um, former linebacker from the University of Alabama, Roll Tide, and an undrafted rookie free agent with the Dolphins back in 2008, um, Mr. Keith Saunders. Keith, how you doing tonight, my man? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Doing great. Glad to be here with you guys tonight. Excellent, man. Well, it's good to talk to you. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit, you know, first about, uh, you know, let the listeners out there know a little bit about your time at University of Alabama and tell us about your experience with the Dolphins and that kind of stuff just so they can kind of get to know you a little bit. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I played high school football in New Jersey. Um, out of New Jersey, I went to a uh, prep school, a military prep school in Virginia. Uh, from there, I was offered a scholarship by University of Alabama. So going from Jersey to Alabama was kind of a culture shock because in Jersey, it's all about basketball. And in Alabama and the Southeast, they live and die football. So it was a pretty cool experience. Um, funny, when I was signed to Alabama, I was signed under Mike Price. I think I was his only signee before he uh, he was called the strip club and, uh, and fired, unfortunately. <laughs> but then, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that, uh, Mike Shula comes in, um, great guy, great coach. Uh, played under him for my first four years. Uh, I registered in my first year. And then my last year, uh, Nick Saban came in, and that just transformed the whole program. And when it happened, I saw it just taking place in front of my eyes. And it was, it was a really cool experience, man. And uh, from there, um, I didn't get drafted, but I got a shot with the Miami Dolphins in uh, 2008. I think that was uh, Tony Sperano's first year when Bill Parcells and those guys came in. And um, cool experience, man. NFL life was cool for the, the brief time I was there. Um, got to experience the locker room life. Got to bond with the players. Got to see what the NFL game was like in the speed. And it was, uh, it was really awesome, man. Uh, fortunately, I hurt my neck and that put it into football. Yeah, but Plan B put me into insurance, man, so it was pretty cool. There you go. So, so Plan B. So that's where we're at now. So, um, you know, it's kind of a kind of a, a crazy transition because I know that you definitely, when you hurt your neck, had to use your health insurance. Um, but is that what made you choose the health insurance field, or how did you, you know, how did that happen? How did you get into that? Well, um, I actually had a friend that was in um in auto insurance, and uh, after I was released from the NFL, I didn't have health insurance, and I still had the neck problem. So, as you know. I had to find out firsthand what it's like to pay for health costs without insurance, and that was an eye-opener for me. Um, in college, I was like financial planning. So health insurance on, on the individual level was kind of a way to kind of segue into that. And from there, it kind of turned into employee benefits, which was even better for me because it was like financial planning for companies on a larger scale. So that's what really attracted me to the industry, and um, that's how I got started. That's good to know, man. That's good to know, and, and definitely I can see how that experience would get you involved with with the uh, with the health insurance field. So, uh, who is it that you're currently working with right now? Well, now I work with uh, Tom Gallagher Insurance. Um, I started with them five years ago as just like a, a regular uh, employee employee benefits consultant. Uh, now I run the health department. I'm the senior vice president of the health department, and I have a team under me. Um, so, yeah. Excellent, man. So, so Gallagher Insurance—that's a pretty, uh, 
pretty well-known company right now around these parts. And, you know, what kind of uh, services do you guys offer with, with uh, Gallagher? And what do you specialize in? Because I know that there's all different kinds of types of insurances and those kinds of things. So um, what is it that you specialize in specifically? Well, uh, we'll go back. Tom Gallagher Insurance is a full-service firm. So we have a commercial insurance department. We have a, a personal PNC department, which does, like, personal homeowners, personal auto insurance. We have a, a personal financial planning department, which handles, like, the life insurance investments. And then we have the health department, which is the uh, department that I run. And uh, what we do is we focus on employee benefits. So we meet with the CFOs, the owners of companies. We sit down. We try to figure out what carrier, so Blue Cross Blue Shield, Advent, Aetna, what carrier is offering that company the best employee package at the best price? Okay. So so basically you're trying to help get employers to protect their employees for, you know, the best amount of coverage at the least amount of premium. Exactly. We try to help them build out an employee benefits package. So you have your medical, your dental vision, life insurance, uh, long-term disability, short-term disability. We help the employers put together those packages so that they can present them to their employees and uh, make their employees happy. Excellent. So, you know, what what are the um, are there any benefits as an employer um, to having these types of employee benefits? Uh, definitely. Um, I think that from my experience, what I've seen is that the employee benefits are what help keep the key employees. So, um, if you have if you're an employer, you have guys that you really value. Um, employee benefits is a way of showing those employees how much you value them by offering offering those employees those plans and the options to pick up those plans. And the benefit to using a broker, which a lot of people probably don't know, is that there's no additional cost to the employer for having a broker. It's just like having a free advisor to help you kind of landscape the uh, healthcare market. Excellent, excellent. So that sounds good. So. How do you, um, you know, how do you, I guess, how do you specifically help employers and, uh, you know, kind of what's your role in the process? How do you get involved, number one? And then, you know, do you just kind of disappear once you get a plan done, or how does that work? That's a good question, right? Um, well, what I do is um, I meet with the uh, decision maker, and I try to figure out what are their goals for their employees, uh, what are their price points, what kind of plans do they want to, do they want to offer to their employees, once I get that information, I go back to the different insurance carriers. So I go to the Blue Cross Blue Shields, Admets, Aetna's, United Healthcare's. I go to the carriers and I try to find who's offering the best plan design, meaning like the lowest deductible at the at the best price for the employer to take up. So I'm kind of like the person who's gonna go to each carrier, find them the best, find the employer the best rate, and bring it back to the employer. Um, once we once we start working with the employer. How we kind of separate ourselves from our from other from other people out there is what we do is we really dedicate ourselves to service. Uh, from what I've seen, that's the most important thing with with my clients is really service, because employees have questions, um, employers have questions, and they need someone to answer them. And I, I like to for us and myself and my team to be there for my clients. Um, definitely attention to detail. Um, we try to respond within the first within 24 hours for any claims, same day issues. So they can take care of them for my uh, my clients. Uh, accessibility. I try to make myself accessible 24 hours a day. Um, knowledge, knowledge of the market. 
always try to give my employee, my employers ongoing information, especially with the Affordable Care Act, what's going on out there, um, what types of plans are competitive, what carriers are being competitive, and just being transparent with my clients. I got you. So that sounds good. And, um, you know, how often can you do this for uh... – how often can you do this for for business owners? How often should they be reviewing these these uh, these plans that they have? Well, uh, every year um, there's something called a, a renewal date. So when a company signs a contract with a health insurance carrier, the contract is usually for 12 months. So what happens is every year you get a renewal rate offer from your carrier. So two months prior to that renewal, so about 10 months into your plan year you usually will see the renewal rate so you can see what the rate is going to be for the, the following year. At that time, we usually go to market, so we go to all the insurance carriers to make sure that you're still in the best position receiving the best rates. So I'd say it's good to look at it once a, once a year, and um, you should always be in contact with your broker for questions. That's very important. Definitely. It sounds like it. Um, all right, great. Um, so what, you know, what, why would employers choose you instead of all the other, um, you know, employee benefit reps out there? You know, what what makes you and, and Tom Gallagher different from the others? Well, I really think uh, we've really strived for, for service. Um, when I first got into the industry five years ago, I saw that there was a lack of service. So for me, it's really been service, um, being there for my clients, their every needs, and really just being informative. Um, I think with us, my team, what we strive to do is handle claims within the same day. What you'll see is with a lot of other people out there, you may not get the same-day service. It may be 24 hours. It may be 48 hours. With my team and I, we make sure to get, get the claim resolved within 24 hours or at least touch the employee back within 24 hours just so that, again, they're getting that first level of service. I'm also, man, just um, just market knowledge. We really try to get all the information. We send out uh, monthly newsletters with information on healthcare healthcare reform. Um, what's, what's trending out there in the healthcare market. Um, also, we send out newsletters to the employees. And with the technology that we use in my, at my firm, it makes it very easy for both the employees, employees and the employers to find out what they have, what type of plans they have, and the information they have. Oh, that's excellent. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, you mentioned... Um, you know, trying to keep up up to date with what's happening on the market and those kinds of things. And I know that now more than ever, there's tons of things going on in the healthcare industry. Can you uh, give us a little bit of insight kind of into the Affordable Care Act and, you know, what kind of changes that's presented and what you've seen from your from your end of things as a, as a rep for these insurance companies? Uh, definitely. Um, the Affordable Care Act has really reshaped the whole healthcare industry and I guess the nation as a whole. Um, because of the Affordable Care Act, now it's mandatory that individuals carry carry insurance carry health insurance. So uh, the Affordable Care Act has affected us on two different levels, um, both on the individual level and on the uh, employer level. First, on the individual level, what I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of people out here are seeing a lot of a lot of your viewers is right now during tax time um, they're being asked if they if they have health insurance, and that's because. As of 2014, the, the ACA really kicked in. The Affordable Care Act really kicked in. And now individuals face a penalty if they don't have health insurance. Uh, the penalty for this past year is $95 or the greater of 1% of your income. So that's, that may be something people don't know. Um, 
for next year, so for people who filed taxes in 2015, it's going to be a penalty of 325 per adult and 150 per child. So that's 2015 and 2016. It goes up to um, the greater amount of 2.5% of your income, or 695 per adult, or 350 per child. So it's really going up for individuals every year if you don't carry insurance. And um, for companies, if you have less than 50 employees, you're not required to offer insurance. And if you have 100 or more employees starting this year, you could face possible penalties. And for companies with 51 plus employees starting in 2016, there are some there are some possible penalties you could face as well. So it's really important to really see what's going on out there. I can go on all day about this, but I know we have a half an hour. No, that's all right, man. The, the more insight that we can get about it, the better. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know about the penalties for not having insurance. Um, you know, that's a that's a big deal. But you know, um, <clears throat> it's important that we get the information out. That's the whole point of the hot corner is that you know we want to keep people entertained, which we're going to do in a little bit, to, starting to talk about football. But we also have to keep them informed. You know, they don't yeah. they don't have school for all this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, they don't teach us any of this stuff in school. We're just Oh damn! I got a three hundred fifty dollar penalty this year. Why? Oh well, because you didn't have health health insurance, you know. But if you were listening to the hot corner on March eighteenth, mm-hmm. you would have known that that was coming. So, <laughs> you know, that's the whole point, my man. So definitely. You know, anything else, any, anything well, else you think that's important? You know that that we should let our listeners know about. Yeah, definitely. Um, just going back to the ACA for for individuals. Um, for for all of our listeners tonight who um who don't have health insurance, if you receive the penalty. Um, the government is giving you from March from March 1st to April 30th to still enroll in the health plan. So there still is time um, to get health insurance. After April 30th, you'll only be able to get health insurance if you have a qualifying event. A uh, qualifying event being if, uh, if any of our viewers lost their job, if there was a death of a spouse who had insurance, um, if there was a marriage, a birth, those are your uh, typical qualifying events. Uh, back back to employers. So for our, our listeners who are employers out there, if you have uh, 50, 51 or more employees starting in 2016, if you don't offer coverage, then you're facing a possible penalty of a minimum of 2000 or a maximum of $3,000 per employee over 30 employees. Um, for your 100-plus your 100, your 100 employers, um, starting back of 2015 of this year, if you don't offer coverage to your employees, you're facing a penalty, a possible penalty of 2,000 per employee, or 3,000 if your employee qualifies for a subsidy um, through the marketplace, and that's for any employee 80 over 80 for the year 100 and plus employers. All right, Elijah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You know what that means? We've got a call tweet or text. Uh, Manny, what do we got going on? Keith, we might have a, a question here for you. Yes. Manny, what do we got going on? Dr. Ray, actually, Jermaine is uh, sending us a message here on Facebook. He wants to know about small businesses, less than 20 employees. What do you recommend, and will the company go out to the actual company? I guess he's he's asking about Gallagher Insurance would you guys go out and speak to their employees about what options they could get? Uh, yeah, we, we can definitely um, go out to the company and speak to the employees about their different options. Um, 
So being an employer with 20 employees, you're kind of in that in-between of whether I offer employee benefits or if I send my employees to the individual marketplace. So I think uh, for Jermaine, I think it really just depends on if he thinks that the employee benefits are of value to his employees to keep them to keep them in-house. If they are, then I would say offer employee benefits. If you do offer employee benefits, um, you're required to pay 50% of the employee-only premium. Um, if you were to go the individual route, um, for any employee making less than 35000 they could possibly qualify for a subsidy through the uh, marketplace. So, again, I think it's just what, how Jermaine feels if he thinks that employee benefits are would be valued amongst his employees. And uh, we can definitely help him figure it out. I'd love to uh, sit down and talk to him. Excellent. That sounds great. So, Keith, you know, while we're on the subject, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can contact you, um, you know, in case they have questions like this and they want to know specifically what's going on and they're not able to call in here. Um, why don't you go ahead and let them know, uh, you know, where they can contact you and find you. Sure. Um, my contact information is, uh, let me give you my email. It's Keith K. E I H at T is in Tom, G is in Gallagher, I is in insurance, F L, like Florida, dot com. And my office, direct office number is 305 663 6013. Again, 305-663-6013. Excellent, man. Is there any social media or anything that they can uh, that they can try to find out? Um, definitely. Um, you can always contact me on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Keith Saunders. Um, and yeah. Excellent, man. Excellent. Well, it's definitely provided a lot of information um, to everybody out there listening. I'm glad we even we even got a, a, a call in, a message in from Jermaine asking about how you can help his company. So, uh, you know, hopefully, other people out there that own businesses, and I think that's right on cue. Maybe another business owner trying to ask some questions. What do we got, Manny? Actually, another one on Facebook, Tom from West Palm Beach. He wants to know what's – he know. I guess he knows that uh, the Affordable Care Act is free to some individuals. What's the minimum amount that you must earn to, to be able to qualify for that? Well, Tom, it, it all depends. Um, for the individual, if you make less than 35000 you're going to qualify for a subsidy, and just depending on what amount you make. So the minimum amount that you can get the max subsidy for is 15000 If you make less than 15000 then they're going to send you directly to Medicaid. So between 15000 and 35000 you're going to receive some type of subsidy depending on how much you make. Um, if it's a household of two, and it goes to forty-eight thousand in that in that area. A household of three is around sixty-two thousand. Under that amount, you will receive a subsidy. And for a household of four, I believe it's around seventy-two thousand and under, where you can receive a possible subsidy. Awesome, great information. I hope that answered. Uh, hope that answered Tom's question. Tom, um, again, feel free to follow up with Keith or do. Um, send us more messages here at the show, and we'll be able, we'll try to get the answer from Keith to you if, if that wasn't able to help out. Um, anybody else out there listening, if you've got questions, feel free to tweet us using hashtag the hot corner, 
Um, you're welcome to call into the show as well, too. It's area code 347-637-3978. We're going to be on with Keith here a few more minutes. We're going to start to talk a little bit of football here. Um, if you guys have any questions regarding insurance, uh, don't don't hesitate to call in while we have Keith on the line still here. Um, but definitely, Keith, is there anything else insurance-wise that you wanted to mention before we uh, before we move on? I think everybody knows how to contact you, told us a lot about the ACA and those kinds of things. I know Manny has one big question, and I know this isn't your specialty, but I know that you deal with um, a lot of guys also from Gallagher that, that would probably be a little bit uh, more inclined to answer this question, but how do you think that somebody could be their own bank using a product from Gallagher yeah. Insurance? Definitely. Keith, I, I want to know how to start the ISPS bank for all of our slow-pitch softball players out there. <laughs> well, Manny, um, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, you know, um, I think life insurance is a good investment vehicle. Um, I know it sounds cliche, but I actually just saw – I just um, take, filled out a product with my girlfriend. Um, it's, it's a whole life policy. And it's pretty cool because with the whole life policies, what you can do is you designate an amount you want to put into the account uh, every month. So you're paying you're paying into your whole life policy. With that, you can tie in a term life into your whole life policy. So let's say you wanted to put a five hundred thousand dollar term life in there. It costs about twelve dollars twelve dollars per month additional to whatever you're putting into your whole life policy. Let's say you choose uh, two hundred dollars for your whole life policy. You're paying twenty four hundred a year. Well, with whatever carrier you go with, that carrier pays dividends on top of your your investment every year. So every year you're putting in 2400 but the insurance carrier is putting in their dividends at the end of the year. So as the years go by, you're accumulating cash. You're accumulating cash, and you also have a death benefit as well of 500000 So let's say you, t- you make a 20-year 20, 20 whole life policy, You've paid in 2400 over the course of 20 years, and over those 20 years, the insurance carriers put in dividends as well. Well, at 20 years, you'll stop paying into the policy, and you'll start getting, I think we did it for my girlfriend, it was about she would receive $25,000 a year off the whole life policy with her with her putting in $200 a month. So, that's again, that's just a small example of a way to, to build for retirement because now you're making – Twenty five thousand a month off of the small investment. I'm sorry, twenty five thousand a year off the small investment that you made over the course of twenty years. So um, I think that's just one of many ways where life insurance can really be a way to kind of be your own bank and go for the yeah, ISPS. Uh, bank. Yeah, hundred percent for the ISPS family there. But um, so you know, I think that that that's important because that was one of the things that you know, kind of got me thinking, you know, in dealing with different life insurance agents and everything with all the networking that I do, um, you know, they started telling me, oh, you can give yourself a loan and, you you know, this and that. So, you know, you can, once you reach that policy amount, you can take the money out of the account, but the dividends yep. keep going in. You can pay it back, you know, at, at a percentage or however you want to do it. But, I mean, I think it's better to take money out of an account that you've been contributing to little by little instead of going to the bank and having to get a 4 to, who knows, maybe 9% interest rate, you know? Exactly, man. And with the whole life policy, um, again, like you said, you can borrow against it and your dividends never change. So let's say you borrow against your policy 10 years in and your dividends have been accumulating over those 10 years. On year 11, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be on the dividend side as if nothing ever changed. You're just, you're, 
your principal amount's going to change, but your dividends are going to keep going as if you never stopped. So that's, that's a pretty cool feature with the whole life policy. Awesome, man. Manny, does that answer your question there? Definitely, man. And uh, we're we're definitely going to have to stay in contact. Are you guys Tom Gallagher INS on on Twitter? Yes. Okay, I'm I'm going to follow you guys, and we're going to talk a little bit later, maybe uh, tomorrow after the show. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. Awesome, Keith. Well, uh, you know, now that we uh, have covered all the all the basics of of insurance, and you know, all the different ways that insurance can can play a role for uh, a lot of these business owners, why don't we go ahead and talk about some fun stuff, man? Why don't we go ahead and get some entertainment going right here, and uh, let's talk about some of this. Uh, let's talk about some of these off season moves that have been going on in the NFL, man. What do you think is like the landscape is like completely shifted right now? As a former player, you know what? What do you think about everything that's going on right now? It's like checkers, man. It's been uh, it's been crazy this off season. I've, ne- I've never seen an off season like this before, where so many big big names have been moved around the way they have, man. It's uh, it's pretty cool, man. It's like you're mixing everything up. But um, I think for me, uh, the most surprising move of the off season was trading Nick Foles to the Rams and picking up Sam Bradford for the Eagles. Um, I mean, it just shocked me because with Foles. He's still his rookie contract, so you're paying him pretty much whatever his rookie contract was laid out at. But you trade him to the Rams, you pick up Sam Bradford, and you pick up his $14 million a year contract, which is crazy because Sam Bradford hasn't played a full season in, what, the past two or three years. But, again, maybe the Eagles know something I don't. But to me, that's been the craziest trade. Yeah, and, you know, those trades usually are, you know, pending physicals and all those things. So it's not like – they can, you know, hide an injury or something like that. Like, they, they know that Foles' arm is, like, broken or something like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. You know, it, you know you, it, it got me thinking that there's maybe, like, a locker room thing going on or something, you know. But, I, I mean, I've never been a pro in a locker room, you know. Um, so, you know, you think that might have something to do with it? Would you shed some light on that, that you think there might be a situation like that going on? Um, locker room issues do come up a lot, and – and sometimes that is the reason why guys get traded away. I think uh, last year uh, we saw a little bit of that with the same team, the Eagles, and uh, Deshaun, um, Deshaun Jackson. Um, they traded them away, and the reason was pretty much locker room. Um, so that does factor in with some guys. Um, definitely in the NFL. It's a, it's a big thing. Yeah, man, definitely. I, I think so. You see a lot of that also in um... – in baseball as well, too, you know, you hear about clubhouse guys and, and those kinds of things. And so, you know, I'm thinking that might have had something to do with it because just to see, you know, like you said, I mean, it doesn't make sense financially. I mean, Bradford has had injury troubles. It seems like Foles was doing well. I mean, as far as a fantasy quarterback goes, Foles was drafted very high. I mean, he put up some pretty good points. So I don't know Definitely. what went on there, but. Uh, definitely a crazy trade. What do you think, um, you know, if you can think of anything off the top of your mind, what, what kind of a trade do you think is going to make the most impact uh, this year? What's a player that you think is going to step in and, and immediately make a difference? I would say, man, um, LaShawn McCoy to the Bills. Um, I think he's a really versatile player. He had a, he had somewhat of a down year last year. But, I mean, it's hard when, when 11 guys are keen in on you every down. But I think uh, I think LaShawn McCoy is going to make a huge impact for the Bills. I also see Adama Kinsu, for all you guys out there for Dolphins Nation, I see him making a huge impact as well 
for the Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins already have an outside pass rush, so that should give uh, Dominican Sue somewhat of some one some one on ones, which he hasn't seen in a long time, and um, he could make an, a huge impact for the Dolphins. Yeah, it could uh, free up some of the room for those linebackers and make their job a lot easier, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, I think that that's one of my my big impact moves. Uh, another move that I see potentially making some some noise would be, and funnily enough, you mentioned the Bills, but their old running back C.J. Spiller going over to to uh, New Orleans. I mean, talk about a good fit. You know, I think that, you know, the reason why I, I don't know how Shady is going to be doing over there in Buffalo is that. You know him and C.J. Spiller are, are similar. I think Lashawn McCoy is is definitely a you know a better back and and a back that can carry the load all the time, and he's proven that. Um, but you know C.J. Spiller has a similar skill set, and they just seem to have trouble finding ways to get him the ball, get him getting him open in space, and you know hopefully they can do something you know a little bit differently and get Lashawn McCoy going. Um, but what do you think about C.J. Spiller going over to the New Orleans Saints? I, th- I think you're right, Dr. Ray. I mean, um, that is a great fit for the, for the New Orleans Saints because they're a spread offense. Um, C.J. Spiller can obviously catch the ball, and he, they, he's very dangerous with space, man. Um, so he will have plenty of space. So that I, I see him doing doing really well in New Orleans. I think you're right. That, that's a great fit for him. And, um, I mean, you have Drew Brees, so you have to respect the pass. So you're going to have your safeties um, probably too deep a lot. So I think that helps, uh, that helps Spiller out a, a ton. I mean, He'll get some shots to get some um, some open space and make some moves. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what, what do you think uh, Matt Schaub is going to end up? Man, that's that's a tough one, man. I, I think uh, I think Schaub Schaub is still a good quarterback, but I don't know if teams are going to look at him as a starting quarterback. So I mean, I think he ends up somewhere as a solid number two. Um, I could I could see possibly in. In New York, the Jets maybe picking him up. I think I think he'd be a good number two there in case uh, the Geno Smith project doesn't work out, and they have a solid quarterback to fall back on. Yeah, that that. Hey, I Keith, mean, to me, this I is that oh, makes I'm, some sense. Go ahead, go ahead, Manny. Hey, Keith, this is Manny. Uh, I know um, you had some some neckish injuries in in the NFL. What do you think about Chris Borland and, and his early retirement at, at the age of 24? Man, man, that, that shocked me, man. But, I mean, um, maybe he's not telling everyone what he really knows. I mean, there could be more to it that we just don't know. He doesn't want to share. Um, it's a tough one, man. It's a tough one. Uh, he he had a bright future ahead of him. But I guess I, – and I definitely don't doubt him. I mean, I don't um, I don't think he's wrong for what he did. He's putting his health first, which is the most important thing. What's what's the point of having millions of dollars if you can't really enjoy it and you're, you're always in pain and you're hurt? Right. So – I mean, I, I definitely commend him for making that move and, and putting his family and his health first. No, yeah, definitely, man. And, and Dr. Ray, I know I know we haven't even spoken about this, but um, what do you think about that, about uh, Chris Borland, man? You know, I haven't, I haven't really had a chance to read into the whole story. Um, I've only kind of been able to see the headlines up to this point. Um, but, you know, from what I see is that, you know, he's taken into account all the injuries in the game and, you know, he's a high impact position, you know, and, and, you know, anytime that there is helmet to helmet contact, you know, all it takes is one, one millimeter wrong, you know, twist the wrong way, whatever the case is. And, and that could be it, you know, so 
again, you know, it's, it takes a lot. You know, hopefully he hopefully he made a lot, and hopefully he was smart with the money that he made, and maybe his name will be big enough that he can make money off that for a while. But, you know, I don't know what he's going to be doing now at such a young age. I don't know if he has a college degree. I don't know what his backup plans are. I don't know what's going on there. But, you know, for him to just turn away from the game, you know, maybe Keith was right. Maybe there is something else going on there. But, you know, who who, who knows, you know. But I, I definitely think that there's always going to be a safety concern when it comes to playing the game. Um, but the same goes in every game. I mean, look at look at baseball. Giancarlo Stan got hit in the face. He could be blind right now, too. You know what I mean? You're not going to get paralyzed playing baseball more than likely. I'm not saying it can't happen, but, you know, an injury can happen anytime. You just have to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, you know, I think that's why you train. I think that's why there's training staff. That's why the safety equipment is continuing to involve, um, you know, but, you know, to each his own. You got to, you know, you, you can't say the guy's wrong. Um, you can't say he's right either. It's just his own decision. There is no right or wrong when it comes to that. So, uh, you know, kind of a, a crazy situation. But what's your take on it, Manny? I mean, number one, I would never play uh, football, man. No no, uh, no offense to Keith. I know Dr. Ray, I think. Did you play football in high school, Dr. Ray? Sure did. Give the ball to 42. <laughs> yeah, give the ball to forty two. That little that little short stocky guy over there. Give it to him. <laughs> give it to the water boy. Yeah, man. Um no man. Dude, let me let me tell you, man, I, I uh I don't know, man. Football is a tough, tough sport, man. And um I I salute you guys for, for going out there and, and taking all those hits, man. I it would just it, it would just take one to hey, that's it, I'm out. Coach, bench me, man. That's it. I'm <laughs> you know. Listen, I'm not out here to get hit, you know. I I'm not looking for no trouble, man. Um well, but enough man, about that. But what? listen, I do I do love watching it. And I, I, I do love watching it. Um, I love throwing the football around. You know, I used to play uh, street football all the time, you know, where it was it was touch. It wasn't tackle because, obviously, we played on the middle of the street. You're not going to tackle somebody on, on concrete. But um, I love watching it. And, Keith, um, I wanted to ask you, what's up with the Dolphins? Are we going to make the, the playoffs this year or what? Uh, put, putting me on the spot, Manny. <laughs> um, <laughs> man. I think uh, barring no injuries, I think the Dolphins have a great shot. I mean, I heard I heard they may be signing uh, Michael Crabtree. I think that'd be a, a nice upgraded wide receiver. I think the Dolphins are lacking that, that yeah. receiver. Crabtree could be the answer. Um, is uh, is Nacho Moreno coming back? I think he is. Yeah, I played against a guy in college, man. He's a tough runner, man. He's a good back. If he can stay healthy, man, he could be a, a great running back for the Dolphins. Uh, a friend of mine, Brandon Albert, he's uh, he, he should be back at left tackle. Um, so the Dolphins, I mean, they should be strong. Um, they had a lot of injuries last year, and they still almost made the playoffs. So I think um, there's a fire there's a fire in the field this year, um, and there's pressure for the Dolphins to perform, and I think we'll see some results this year, at least playoffs. Well, uh, there's a few free agents out there that could still potentially make some impact. What would you think about – Adrian Peterson in a Dolphins jersey, Reggie Bush in a Dolphins jersey, maybe A.J. Hawk in a Dolphins jersey. There's still a lot of guys out there that are unsigned. He's getting a little bit on the older side now, but Matthias Kiwanuka is still unsigned. Um, you know, there's a lot of – LaRon Landry. You know, so there's there's a lot of free agents out there, and there's some potential in the draft. 
Um, Keith, while we have you now, I want to talk a little bit, too. Who do you think is going number one in the draft? Well, first of all, Dr. Raymond, I need to put you a GM, man. <laughs> need you a GM for the office, man. <laughs> um, number one in the draft, man, I'm going to have to go with uh, the Bucks need a quarterback. So if the Bucks don't trade away that pick, I think they take Winston because he's – I don't know if he's more game ready, but I, I definitely think he's he's built better for the NFL than, than Mariota. I think Mariota's going to be a, an awesome quarterback. But I think Winston is uh, – is, is probably ready to come play in the NFL right now. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. You can't just be a UF fan, Manny. you got to speak the truth. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. That was right on point, Manny. Good one, man. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. I think that, you know, he's a, he's a Florida boy now. You know, Tampa Bay is close, you know. Um, I think it would be good for the for the franchise as long as he can stay out of trouble. And, you know, I think it looks like they are. I think that, you know, it looks like his PR team is finally starting to step in and make some changes. I mean, he's not even attending the draft. I think, you know, it looks like he's, he, he said he wants to be at home. Um, if you ask me, I think that means that his, his you know, agents are telling him, listen, let's keep you home, let's keep you out of trouble, <laughs> let's keep yeah. you here, let's be with your family, let's change your image a little bit. You know, that kind of a thing. But um, that's going to be exciting, man. I'm excited for that, too. Manny, what do you think? Do you think Jameis is going to be number one? No, I think he's not going to get picked. Um, I think he's going to get in trouble before the draft. He's probably going to go uh, – this time he's not going to go for the – for the snow crab, he's going to go for lobsters this time. Um, <laughs> oh, man, of course he's going to go number one, Dr. Ray. What's wrong with you, bro? I just I gotta, wanted to hear you You know, say. I admit it, bro. He, you know, he'll, he'll go. Be, if, you know, barring he doesn't get in trouble, yeah, he'll go number one. Hey, is it a, hey, Manny, is it a safe assumption to, to assume you're a Canes fan? You think? <laughs> Man, I love my Canes, brother. I love them. I love them. What are the Canes yeah, going to do this year? <laughs> yeah, what are the Canes going to do this year, Manny? It doesn't matter, bro. They're going to play football, man, and I just love watching my Canes. It doesn't matter, man. I, I just love my Canes. I grew up watching the Canes. I, I I love the old Orange Bowl. I wish they never would have torn it down. Um, I wish they would have renovated or done something else, but you know, whatever. It's hey, it's still the Canes, man. I I bleed orange and green, man. So I love them, man. We got Kaya. Well, we got Kaya. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, listen. It, it, as long as you're a fan, that's what it's all about, you know. And you know, you exactly. stick by the team when they stick by the team when they're doing well, and you stick by the team when they're not doing well, and that's what that's all that matters. You know, like you said, they're going to be playing football this year, um, and hopefully, you know, they'll continue to improve. I think that they will. Um, I, I I don't know if Al Golden is the man for the job. It doesn't seem like player no. development is happening there. Me neither. I, I know we've I know we've spoke about this before, but you know, I, I just think they're getting quality players. They just need to work on developing more. Definitely. I really don't think Golden is the man for the job. We need we need Jimmy back. Jimmy, come back. Yeah, we need Jimmy. <laughs> Keith, what, what do you think is going on over there at UM? I mean, they've been having pretty good draft class draft classes, you know, over the past few years, and uh, they're, they're sending a lot of people to the draft as well, too. 
you know, what do you think is, is the missing link over there? What do you think the problem at UM is right now? Uh, I mean, I really, I really can't put my finger on it, on it either. Um, I definitely think uh, Golden's building character, like you said, is, is the player development there. I mean, you see guys going in the first and second round, and then you look at the records, and it just doesn't add up. Um, so, I mean, when that happens, I mean, it's, it usually falls back on player development, and player development falls back on sometimes uh, coaching. So, I'm really not sure, man. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. You know, and I, I think some people were surprised when they said that they were keeping Golden. Some people were upset about it. Um, a, a really good friend of mine actually uh, started the uh, the whole Fire Al Golden um signs on the back of the plane that that, that they that they had circled around the orange bowl <laughs> and he was trying to get everybody to jump on board and you know try to get golden terminated but uh it looks like his efforts are to no avail as of right now because it looks like golden's coming back for another year um but what do you think you think if he's on the hot seat right now you think if, if the canes don't do something compete in the acc maybe make it to the acc championship you think golden's gone i mean um if they, if they don't get up to a fast start, it could be trouble. It could be trouble here in Coral Gables. Um, but um, what's, it's a tough one. <laughs> tough one, Dr. Ram. I mean, uh, the Kings better have a good year. I don't know if we could yeah, let's year. just leave it at that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Well, what about your alma mater? What do you see for Alabama this year? Now we're talking football. No. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, I mean, with uh, with Coach Coach Saban, man, he's a he's a great coach, man. He takes a different approach to the game. So, even though we don't have a a, a quarterback locked up yet, um, I think with just his experience, with the coaching staff he surrounded himself with, we'll be able to put together a strong season. Um, I think, as far as going to the playoffs and national championship game, it's going to come down to who comes in at quarterback. And how the uh, how the new offense gels. On offense, we, we lost a ton of players. The defense is coming back. Our secondary is going to be older, hopefully better. Uh, we had a that was one of our weaker spots last year. So um, I think defense is fine. Just going to be offense. Going to be who's going to be the quarterback to step up, uh, lead the team, and uh, make this whole thing gel. But coaching is going to be there. So I think we're at least at ten wins. But we'll see. Hey, yeah, man. Hey, Keith, what? Sorry, Dr. Ray. Keith, talk to us, talk to some of our listeners, especially those down here in Miami that really, this is not a a, uh, a college town. This is Miami. Um, you know, talk, talk to some of our listeners about the experience of actually playing in a, in a college football town like, like over there playing in Alabama. Well, man, man, that's a, that's a good point, man. I think if Miami had it, then we'd change things down here a little bit. But um, I think it makes it more of a, a family experience, man. Like, uh, I think my first day on campus, I hadn't really done anything crazy in high school. I think I was a two-star a two, a two, a two coming out of high school, a two-and-a-half-star. Um, everybody knew who I was. Um, people were very friendly. I, I think that the, the, um, the college town life is, is really family-oriented. People are very welcome and very open. And uh, it kind of helps the neighborhood rally around your team. It just it really boosts the the neighbor the neighborhood or the town, and um, it's just it's cool, man. It's cool. 
That's a good question. Like that, too, it, it's a big, big difference. But being in a college town, I can tell you that. I never played in college, but just being a fan in college is, is completely different. You know, it's like everything happens around football games. You know, everything is planned around football games and the traditions at the schools. I mean, I think that's really what makes, you know, the biggest the biggest difference between college and, and professional athletics. I mean, I used to be a big pro guy. I used to love the pros, but at this point, you know, there, there's like you, you grow up and you realize things become more about money than they become about anything else. But at, in, in college, it's about passion, man. It's like I'm playing for my team, and that's all that you really care about, you know. Yeah. You're going to see somebody step down. You're going to see them say, hey, i got to step up for my team. You know, that's kind of the – that's kind of the difference, but I, I just think that I, I just love watching, you know, those kids go out there and just give it everything they got and, and put everything on the line, and it's an awesome, it's an awesome thing. And, and uh, you know, I never really got to see Keith play, um, but, you know, just, man, hats off to you, man, for going out there and competing and, and at such a high level, too. And, you know, we played some other sports together, and, and you know what I mean? But, I mean, never never football, but it's just a whole new ball game out there, man. So, um, you know, Keith, I Want to definitely thank you also for uh, for coming on the show tonight and and you know educating us about you know everything that we got going on in in the uh, insurance world and employee benefits and those kinds of things. Um, again, if anybody has questions um, for Keith, uh, go ahead and reach out to him. Reach out to us here on the hot corner, and we'll try to uh, we'll try to get you guys connected. If you guys are are business owners and you guys want to uh, get you know uh, some some help from Keith. Go ahead and, and give us a call. We'll try to hook you guys up, and, and Keith will do what he can for you um, as far as an insurance standpoint goes, as, as far as uh, trying to get you guys the information that you need. Um, that's the whole point of bringing him here on the show tonight. So, uh, Keith, definitely want to thank you for joining us. Um, anything else you wanted to mention uh, uh, before we get into our health topic for the night? Uh, not really, Dr. Ray, man. I just want to thank you for having me on the show, man. It's been a pleasure. Man, it's been a pleasure. Um, guys, um, again, I'm always here to meet me. And um, I'd love to come back sometime. It's been fun, man. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for joining us. Maybe we'll have you come on for uh, for a draft special or something like that, and we'll talk some more football. We'll break some stuff down. Nice, nice. Awesome, Keith. Well, uh, you're welcome to hang out and listen to, uh, to the next segment. Um, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on, and we're going to start talking about detoxification and when to do it, why to do it, how to do it, all those different types of things. Um, you know, there's tons, tons, tons of information about there and, and programs and detox and lose 10 pounds by detoxing and all this kind of stuff. Manny, have you have you seen anything about detox out there before? Have you heard anything about detox? What do, what do you know about detox? Um, well, let, let, let me first ask, what type of detox are you talking about? Are you talking about alcohol detox or drugs or, or what type of detox are you talking about? Because I, you know, growing up down here in Miami, I've had a lot of friends that have had to do drug tests for companies or whatnot, and they go and, and do some quick detox at some, some head shops that I've heard of. You know, it, it's it's crazy. Is that what you're talking about, Dr. Ray? Well, that's a type of detox, but that's more of trying to uh, make your pee clean. Uh, what I'm talking about is detox that you hear like health detoxes, like... Um, you know, uh, if you detox, you can lose 10 pounds and drink this detox tea and it'll help boost your energy or those kinds of things. Oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in any of that stuff, Dr. Ray. Exercise and eating healthy, like you've always taught me, is the only way to, to do it right. 
Oh, excellent, man. I like to hear that. That sounds good. Um, and I agree with you 100%. But actually, there are some, some clinical reasons um, to to do a detox. Um, but you're right. There's a lot of these, I guess, 10 detoxes. Quick fixes? I don't, I don't believe in quick fixes. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, so, for example, I'm just scrolling through the Internet right now, just on Facebook, and all of a sudden it comes up. 10 detox foods that will help you lose weight on the Dr. Oz show. You know, so 10 no, Oz approved that's a, detox that's a trap. foods. You know, so I would say this. If you see something on Dr. Oz, don't do it. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. Not, not everything is bad on Dr. Oz. But, you know, there are some foods that, that do help the body detox, and there are some teas that help the body detox. But what's the point of detox? Let's get into that first, all right? So when you want to detoxify, your body detoxifies things every day. There's chemicals in the food, in our food. There's chemicals in our water. There's chemicals on the substances that we breathe. There's chemicals on in our shampoo. There's chemicals all over the place. So we're constantly bombarded with that. Additionally, your body has to detox things that it makes on its own. So hormones have to be detoxified. Um, immune complexes, which is basically your body's immune system fighting against a, a bacteria or a virus. We have to detoxify those things. Um, so there's all these things that your body has to detox. And the primary detox organ is your liver. Um, and this is what ends up causing problems for some people. People have chronic liver issues because they're drinking too much. Oh, that's another thing. Alcohol. We have to detox alcohol. Um, so you hear about people with fatty liver, liver cirrhosis, all these problems. You know, detox is something that's important for them, and detoxification takes a lot of nutrients from your body. So that's one of the reasons why if your body is always detoxing too much and you actually clinically need to do a detox program, it will help you feel more energy. It will help you with those types of things because the, the nutrients that your body is competing with to make energy and to detox are one and the same. So you hear about B vitamins all the time. B vitamins are important for detox and for making energy. So detoxifying really helps you spare some of those B vitamins so that you can use them for making energy and new cells instead of having to detoxify immune complexes and alcohol and drugs. You know, um, chemicals are, are the, the biggest thing that the body has to detox, you know, and we're bombarded by them. And then some people have to take them every day in the form of medications. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into a detox program but sometimes doing a detox program may not be good for you. And the reason is because if you're holding all these toxins within your body and you start to force a detox all at once and you start to get these toxins out in your bloodstream, you could potentially be causing a lot of inflammation and a lot of problems within your body. So my suggestion is for all you guys out there that have heard of detoxes and those kinds of things, do it with the supervision of a naturopathic doctor or a chiropractic internist like myself or a holistic doctor that can help you and that can clinically give you reasons for it. You shouldn't just detox to lose weight. If you want to lose weight, exercise, limit your portions, don't eat carbs after six, those kinds of things. If you really need problems, if, or if you really have problems like skin issues, rashes, autoimmune conditions, um, really, really bad fatigue where you can't stay awake during the middle of the day, these are reasons that you might need to detox. These are, these are signs that your liver may be causing problems um, if you're getting sick all the time. These are signs that your liver may be backed up. 
if you're having problems with fatty foods, if you if every time you eat a cheeseburger or cheese or something that has fat in it, your stomach hurts, that could be a sign that your liver is having problems, and that could be a sign that a detox may help you. Um, but it's not just drinking a dandelion tea to help you detox. There's tons of things that go into it, and you want to make sure that, number one, your body can handle it, and number two, that the detox is for some sort of a reason um, and that there's a clinical goal associated with it. So when I when I help people detox, what I do is I look at a lot of their liver markers. Um, if I'm looking at their blood work and I see that they have an AST or an ALT that's elevated, I'll tell them, listen, your liver enzymes are high. That means that your liver is working very, very hard. It's breaking down a lot of things. It could be stealing vitamins from other areas of your body that need it as well. So let's do a detox here and let's help your liver kind of catch back up and get back to balance. And that's that's a clinical indication for a detox. Um, losing six pounds before you go out on the boat uh, over the weekend is not a reason to detox. Um, it, as a matter of fact, it could hurt you if you run a detox and then go in and go on a liquor binge. So, you know, something to, something to think about. Um, be very careful with the detox programs out there. Some of them don't contain the, the, the actual items and the things that you need to actually detoxify and get better. There's tons of nutrients that you need, but, you know, if you're looking to detoxify, there's certain things that you should see in there. Um, and a lot of them are going to be oh. antioxidants, B vitamins, amino acids, um, those kinds of things. Uh, nutrients that you're going to see are going to be like N-acetylcysteine, quercetin, glutathione. These are all things that really help your body detoxify. And, you know, a lot of the, the, the I guess, moneymaker detox programs out there don't really have quality nutrients and substances in them, and they're just kind of a waste of money. So if you're going to detox, I suggest you do it with a professional that's not going to sell you, you know, a network and marketing plan, something, but, you know, an actual detox program that's clinically indicated. Um, and, Manny, it sounded like you had a question. Yeah, so don't do a detox and then uh, then go play the next day a tournament the whole day and get drunk in the dugout and, and, and play the whole day, correct? Exactly. That's a very bad idea. You're going to feel really, really bad. Um, you're going to have all these extra yeah. toxins in your body, and then you're going to be putting more toxins in on top of that real, real bad. But, you know, coffee, soda, alcohol, these are all things that you want to avoid when you're doing a detox because they increase the body's need to detox. Um, so, you know, again, if you have skin conditions, if you're tired all the time, if you've got autoimmune problems, if you've got fatigue, you know, those are signs that, that it's a good time to do a detox. So for all those listeners out there in Miami, go ahead and uh, give me a call if you want. Find me on Twitter, whatever the case is. But I do detox programs with my patients when it's indicated, and it really helps them get energy back. It really helps their immune system get back on track. It really does help them feel and, better, but it doesn't do it for everybody because it has to be needed. It, you can't just do it to do it. And, Dr. Ray, should you do it? Every, I don't know, every six months or every, uh, is there a time period or is it when you feel a certain way or, or how often should you do it? And I know we're cutting a little short on time. We only have a couple minutes, but uh, but I'm curious about that. Is that is that something you do on a time basis or through feeling a, a certain way or how how does that go? Well, I mean, it really depends. It, it's, it depends on your nutrient intake. It depends on your situation. If you work, um, let's say, at Macy's and you're inhaling fragrances all the time, you should probably do it, you know, once a month. 
You know, if you work out on the farm and you have no chemicals and nothing around you, you don't need to do it that often. You know, it depends on how much soda, coffee, alcohol you drink and all those things. So, you know, I know that there's going to be a lot of other questions um, out there. Um, But, you know, we can always have a a, a follow-up on detox and and do that. And then we're running short on time here, so I want to wrap up a little bit. Um, Guys, questions about detox, feel free to to send in text to Manny or tweet us um, and let us know what's going on. Um, And, you know, great, you know, great having Keith on the show tonight. Glad to have him on the line. Um, And, you know, hopefully we'll talk to Keith again in the future. But I want to thank everybody out there for listening tonight, learning how to be your own bank and how to detox. And, uh, you know, hope everybody out there stays entertained and stays informed here on the Hot Corner. And uh, we'll see you next Wednesday here on the Hot Corner, just like every other Wednesday, everybody out there. Be well. party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store-wide. Now on Party Perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store-wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.
North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store wide now on party perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just seven bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fala la la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store wide at Old Navy and Old Navy.com. Valid through 12 4 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.